friends with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man, that mong. We are here. We are here in the morning. Who recording things? Bro, that energy was mad. But yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it today. I can't remember who's who's in the hot seat. Let's just throw Peter under the bus car. We went one for one last week. We did. And Peter wasn't here. That's true. Because of his lack of dedication. Priorities are you guys. (laughs) Wrong priorities. Wrong priorities. God will deal with both of you. Nah, bruv. If you ain't one of the church, you don't need to be in church. How about that? <laughs> how about we talk? We talk how about that? <laughs> Alright, cool. Let's go. Uh, okay. Mm. Can I go first? Yes, you can go first. Okay. Um, so, I was reading through... I wasn't reading through... I've I, I just been thinking about Hebrews just last week. And I wanted to ask Peter, what do you think is this significant? Um, so one of my favorite verses is verse um, 13, no, chapter 13, verse 2, where it talks about um, show, show hospitality, hospitality to, strange, to strangers. Because I'm doing so, some have um, entertained angels. Entertained angels. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to think, talk about this, this uh, idea of angels. What? What is the significance of entertaining angels? And do you think that God still sends angels to us in this day and age? And what's, uh, the, and what's the purpose of, of him sending them to us? Oh, I certainly think he still sends angels um, in this day and age because, as Hebrews said, you know, be, be mindful of how you treat people because many have unwittingly entertained angels um, in, in just entertaining strangers. Uh, so I, I do think he still does send angels, and um, I think they are sent to accomplish his will. Really, at the end of the day, is is that there are times where he sends the angel of death, and and the angel of death goes through Egypt and and kills the, the firstborn son. We don't know if that was in the form of like a disease, if the sons just woke up with their heads chopped off, or we don't know how it was. We know that the you know the angel of death was sent to to do that. Um, and other times with uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, we saw angels go to Lot, get him out of there, and those were physical angels of the appearance of men that apparently the guys in Sodom and Gomorrah wanted to smash. So. <laughs> They're, they're, you know, and I've talked to, <laughs> I've, uh, <laughs> I've mentioned instances where angels have been used for destruction, but you've also got, you know, Angel Gabriel who came to James, uh, no, not James, wow, who came to Joseph and uh, and to Mary and brought a message. Um, there's Michael who came to aid the angel bringing Daniel's uh, response to his prayer. So, the, the reason I say all these different things is because at the end of the day, all those angels were doing, the, 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 the common denominator was they were accomplishing God's will in some physical or in, in some interaction with the physical realm that required for an angel to come and do it. Um, in today's day and age, I don't see why they'd uh, be any different. It could be an angel coming to grant you some direction on something, you know, bring a word. It could be an angel coming to give an encouragement. It could be an angel just bringing you some, you know, some finances or, or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't want to say specifically 
this and this and this is the only things that angels do because from what we see in the Bible, angels have been used for a variety of things. However, what I can say is there are instances where God sees fit to accomplish his will with the use of angels. <clears throat> and uh, I still think that happens today. I think the point of, um, of, of the writer of Hebrews saying that was twofold in one, you know, it's it's part of loving your neighbor as yourself. You know, just be kind to people, be kind to strangers, be kind to everyone, because that's the right thing to do. But the bonus, you know, um, the bonus benefit of doing that is you could be dealing with an angel and you could be, you know, uh, getting an answer to something or, or, or um, you could forfeit getting a blessing or getting something because you were rude to some stranger that you didn't realize was an angel of God. So, yeah, that, that's my response. I don't know if that, I think that completely answers your question, but. Yep, yep, yeah. I'm happy with that answer, Peter. Well done. I think you should work more on being an angel yourself, to be honest. No, but then that would be blasphemy. I'd either be Nephilim, if you believe in <laughs> what I was saying uh, with regards to um, the fallen ones, or I wouldn't be human, which would render both my wife and my daughter weird. So, yeah. Mm. Your daughter more so than your wife. Indeed. <laughs> no, uh, maybe the wife more because her wife was the one that his wife was the one that did the thing with the angel, which is hello it. Now, nah, but the thing is, the daughter would then be like, Nephil- well, again, yeah, yeah, if you believe be in it, like, then it'd be Nephilim. Both things. Um, be an abomination, it. really. Wouldn't be fully human. Would she then get a pass if, if, if you use her? Yo, this is pass real life. It's not comic books, man. This is you man are talking like she's Hercules or something. <laughs> I know, right? Going to Hades to battle demons and that. <laughs> For any babes. <laughs> Alright. What's your thoughts on Christians swearing? Right. So <laughs> it, it's a hard one. I can't I can't think of a clean, um, straight up answer, but you know, will will you swearing take you to hell? I don't think so. I don't think it's yes. of that significance <laughs> to our salvation per se. However, will a spirit-filled Christian find themselves always swearing? I think, I think, I don't think so. And I, and I say that because when we swear, we're normally, um, so by swearing, I'm guessing you're meaning like using profanity, F words, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, Normally, those are expressions of frustration. Otherwise, it's just vocabulary. It, you know, like, if I look at how some people speak today, more often than not, it's not actually, they're not actually swearing. It's it's almost just like a comma with, with, the, with, 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 the, with that they used to punctuate their words. In that sense, I think you might still find yourself swearing by force of habit and because oh. that's just how you speak. Um but when it comes to like proper swearing, like expressions of frustration, more often than not, I think the Christian um, might find themselves, you know, frustrated enough for it to come out in that way. But I don't think it's, um, I think because once you're born again, you have a different sense of self and, and a different sense of uh, who you represent when, you, when you're going about things. I think that sort of language profanity tends to be removed from your vocabulary in the same way as sin is gradually being removed from mm. who you are 
um, not because it's sin, but because I think, um, you know, the Bible quite literally says life and death lie in the power of the tongue and, you know, to not, um, what was the word? To, I think Paul says to live without, um, to live in such a manner as does not inspire um, reproach or does not um, garner reproach. So I think those things will just be filtered out just by virtue of now hopefully you've been born again you're thinking about god more you're reading more you're talking more about god um when you are frustrated it will more be expressions of your need for god to get through those those uh, frustrations than just oh snap or, or, this or that yeah exactly okay so, so even if even if it's not an f-bomb and stuff mm. like that but you scream like oh shoot yeah out of frustration do you yeah. think that's equally as bad? Because it's in essence a substitution for. Yeah. And let's. Let, we know what if, you mean. Yeah. And plus, oh, do we, be, we know what I mean. Do we? Do we? Oh, oh shut the front door. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, do you believe that SHIT is a swear word? SHIT, yeah, it is, isn't it? Isn't it to just defecate? I mean, even if well, it is, no. I would have said that in front of my mum. <laughs> no, because right. defecate is to defecate. S-H-I-T is a swear word of saying to defecate. Otherwise, F-U-C-K will just be to have sex. Hey, mm. come on. And what, then what about um, female dog? Yeah, then you're just referring to the female counterpart of the dog. Like, I think we know what those words mean, isn't it? It's, it I think they're more than what they might represent, literally, to, 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 to use a different word. And I think... Um, again, you know, shut the front door or freaking or all of those things, again, are expressions of frustration. And, and like I said at the beginning, I don't think those will take you out of, you know, they're, they're, I don't think those are going to cause you to lose your salvation. But I think with a renewal of the mind and with our continual being transformed into the image of Christ, we tend to find those things being removed. Um, Is Jesus that case someone a whore? And if they are, if they are, then no. <laughs> Cause that's not. <laughs> if they are and they're saying there's some in this house, then no. It's uh, I think it's fair enough to call <laughs> hey. and make the stallion horse because they said they're horse in the house. No, um, Peter, it's not okay for you to call them horses. It's only okay when they call themselves. When they call them, sorry, sorry, I forgot that that rule applies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think, um, <laughs> I, I, I think. As we are being transformed into image and likeness of Christ, Christ who never cursed, who was never, you know, called on for saying you cursed, you know, and of course they didn't have words like F-U-C-K and S-H-I-T, but they did have curse words. They did have Ooh, things but, to say. But okay. Jesus he did said, call them a den of foxes. And, and he uh, called them fools. He called them, yeah, and but, he called Peter Satan. Ooh, well, he was referring that, to Satan. That's stern. But he, he, he called them fools. But he was like in um in one of in one of his texts, in one of um passages, Jesus mm-hmm. was like, "If you call your brother a fool, you be in." Um... I think it's if you call your father fool without reason. If you say raka without reason, yes. there is that. But then, uh, okay, so there needs to be a reason. So I can call men and pagans for a reason. I can call them fools for a reason. Okay. If if they worship. If they worship secular gods like trees and stuff, then they are pagans. If they are, you know, if the Bible says, and I remember this because one of the aunties at church decided to preach this on the day 
that it was bring your non-Christian friend to church. She was like, it is the fool who says there is no God. That's how she opens. Wow, that 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 discernment, that that grace, <laughs> so, that encouragement. Yeah, you know, when there's reason, when there's reason, I don't. You know, you're not you're not just cursing. You are quite literally, you know, making a statement of fact. Um, but yeah, I, I think even with Jesus calling them fools and calling them foxes, and you know, I think he says a den of vipers. He calls Herod a fox and says the Pharisees are den of vipers or something like that. Um, those aren't insults because those are descriptive of what they are actually doing. Um, so but, basically, it's not an insult if, if it's true. Yeah. Cool. So um, if I'm so, like, so you're, I don't, you're acting like a little piece of doo doo. <clears throat> but I don't use the word doo doo. Again, again, I know what you mean. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and I think if if you are acting like a little piece of doo doo by sitting there in a corner smelling really bad. Then yeah, you know, this is descriptive, and I think that's why I started by saying, as we are being transformed into image and likeness of Christ, because that then deals with our heart and it's out of mm. our heart that these things flow. Mm-hmm. Um, then all, all these things sort of get filtered out. I think. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And like even even James said, you know, I know James. Oh, what's James? It was James. James, yeah. Um, spring and fresh water can't come out of the same, mm. same fountain or system. Yeah. Or whatever that thing was. Yeah. Yeah, blessing and cursing coming from the same source. Mm. With the same mouth that we bless God and curse our, our brothers. Yeah. This shall not be so, my brothers. Yeah, so that, those, those are my thoughts. Mm. All right. Cool. Cool. Okay. Oh, well done, Peter. Love Thank that. you. For real, I'm happy with that. <laughs> okay, let's get into today's episode. So this yeah. one's going to be a bit more technical, I think. Okay. So, um, how do I want to start this? So I've been talks about, like, dreams lately and, like, interpreting dreams. Mm. And, um, you know, people will be on YouTube saying they had this dream, that's what it means. Da, 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 da. And... I've always felt a bit funny about dreams, like when it comes to dreams and stuff. Like, just because there doesn't seem to be any, like, biblical teaching or guidance on how to interpret dreams. So, okay. Or, or do you want to push back on that? I'll push back on that a little bit. Okay, go on. Well, just because, like, we see, um, I think it's Joseph. Uh, when he was interpreting dreams and I think uh, it might be Joseph, it might be Daniel um, but there was a dream that was had twice and um, Joseph, Joseph with the, was, about it the, the was it sorry? About, about, about the family? Fa- yeah, 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 yeah it was had twice in, in two different ways actually and Joseph sort of used the principle of in the mouths of two or three things shall be established to say that this thing has been established if that makes sense that it will surely come to pass and so I wouldn't necessarily say that there isn't a teaching on interpretation of dreams. I think there are principles on interpretations that um, that can be used from the Bible to interpret because we see Joseph do it, you know, quite literally. Uh, God says, in the mouths of two or three, I think shall be established. And he uses that to, to state that um, for sure, this thing that the 
king or the pharaoh had been thinking, I think it was the pharaoh, had been thinking about at the time would surely come to pass because he dreamt of it in two different ways. It's a, it's a small example, so I'm not really, really pushing back on what you're saying, but that's sort of, yeah, that's, that's where I would push back on it a little bit. Okay, yeah, which is totally fine. So I guess my first question would be, um, how does one know when a dream is from God and when, and, and when it's just from like having milk too late before you go to bed? <laughs> um, in, in my opinion, it all comes down to uh, discernment and just hearing from God. Um, at the end of the day, I think um, all the, you know, every sort of, you're, you're right that we can have dreams based on um, what we've eaten, how we're feeling, just even what we went through that day. There's so many different things that could influence our dreams. However, whether or not those things are ordained by God, it would only be God that can tell us. And so I think it would always come down to what does God say about it? Regardless, I don't. The second we start putting into place principles or rules or you know formulas, those things easily can become idols for one. And secondly, take our eyes off God, who may or may not have been given the dreams in the first place. And so I would always say, like, regardless of what the potential source of the dream should be, it should always filter. It should always be filtered through whether what God is saying about it. But then don't you think there's also a danger in someone saying that they had a dream from God and then um, leading their life with the lives of others based on the dream that they had? There's a danger with that anyway. There's a danger with prophecy in the same in the same manner. And that's why I think it always comes down to hearing from God. If God's the one that gave the dream, who better to help you inter- interpret it, if that makes sense? Mm. So regardless, I, I would always say, it should be based on what God is saying about it, you know, what your understanding of what God is saying about it is. Could Moses? Yeah, I think as well. Um, so um, I would push back on what Peter said mm. in terms of um, Bible giving us. Actually, no, I'll push back on what you said, Robert. Um, mm. But I push back on it slightly different from the way that Peter answered it. That's what I meant. Right. And so the Bible kind of um, presents um, almost like metaphors and analogies and stuff. Um, and so when um, someone had a dream, so a married woman had a dream that foxes um, ran it, like they had a garden and they had like um, crops growing in the garden and foxes ran into it. Um, and then she mentioned it to someone who I knew from a previous church. And the woman was like, oh, when foxes were mentioned in relation to marriage in the bible it was in a song of songs and the foxes were destroying the vineyard Mm. they were destroying the love and so she needs to be on guard Mm. she needs to like pray over the marriage and stuff like that and she started to do that and um subsequently she realized that her husband got into a compromise in a situation in which he could have cheated and so there's almost like that that dream and the interpretation based on biblical uh, metaphors and analogies was pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I believe that there's been like images and stuff, biblical images and stuff that God uses sometimes to, to draw our attention to different things. Um, and so I think that the Bible does give us some sort of language and stuff when it comes to um, 
because everything that we hear from God can be filtered through the Bible, whether it's prophecies, whether it's encouragement, whether it's dreams, um, whether it's visions, it can it should be able to be filtered through the Bible. Um, and even I, I would even go as far as saying if someone prophesies to you and is not able to root it biblically, you're safe to let it go. But what does what does rooting it biblically look like? And so rooting it biblically is if the person's like, um, I don't know, um, to someone's prophesying and was like um, apostles prophesying and he said that this woman has been cursed and her curse has been programmed into the moon. I feel safe to let that prophecy go. Yeah, that could be a prophecy about werewolf. Bro, bro, I feel safe to let that prophecy go. Because I'm like, this this is some teenage, like like American teenage wolf, whatever, werewolf, some twilight stuff. Like, I feel happy to let that go. But if someone's like, even as... um, I, or I, uh, even as um, I, I hear God saying, even as Joseph kind of went through prison and blah blah blah, you're going to be going through trials and tribulations, but He's going to get you to um, to Pharaoh's house. In as much as that's very generic, very generic, but I, I, I'll be more, I'll be, I'll, I'll be more um, willing to accept that. But now I know that that's very much steeped in like biblical terminology and a natural passage and blah blah blah. But all I'm saying is that everything that God says can be linked back to His word. Mm-hmm. Should be able to be linked back to His word. Um, yeah. Well, with dreams in the Bible, they mm-hmm. always seem to be for very specific purposes. Yeah. So, should like based on like what we've seen of dreams and stuff in the Bible, shouldn't that then mean any dreams that we have should be very specific in their nature and not vague like that one that example that you gave like as i said that example is hella vague i'm just trying to it's, it's like eight o'clock in the morning i'm trying to pull that example <laughs> my, my brain is not awake but um but to be honest the, 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 there are people that that will give like very oh, vague. yeah like someone someone's here mum's got a headache like that's that's the prophecy god is going to heal you okay <laughs> thank you um but one one thing as well that i recognize is um there's almost like two categories of dreams. So there's one category for the people of God. And there's another category for the people God is trying to demonstrate his power to. Okay. And so when like Pharaoh had a dream, when um, in um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's time, when that, when that um, I think it's in the book of Gnesa, when he had a dream, it was very much like God displaying his power and even when um abraham the second second um city that abraham went to with sarah and was saying she's my sister and the king took her god visited the king um well unto you bro you know no one's there i didn't sleep with her i know i stopped you from doing that like god is demonstrating his power to these people and apart from the abraham situation the other kings needed interpretation and God's people were in the right place to provide that interpretation, to display the power of God. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, when it comes to the Hebrews, the dreams that the Hebrews got was God's promises to them. And depending on how they held it or whatever. So, like, people are like, oh, when you get a dream from God, don't tell people. Because, you see, Joseph, he ended up in prison. But I'm like, prison was the very means by which he got to where he was meant to get to. 
And so, like, if he didn't share it, maybe God's plan might have been thwarted. Or maybe, like, that was the very means that God intended to use to get him there. So it doesn't seem as though he got there by his own power. I don't know. Um, so it's, it's by virtue of God revealing plans to his people and then God fulfilling those plans. So that, that's, yeah, God, <clears throat> God revealing his, so his, the dreams to God's people is God revealing his plans to his people. God's, pe- God's dreams to non-believers is God trying to demonstrate himself to them. That's what I've seen biblically anyways. And um, God then positioning believers or his people around those people to be able to be like, humans can't interpret dreams, but I know a God who can. Mm. And then being like, oh, this, this is what I believe God is saying. Um, and that's how within the Old Testament anyways that's how I kind of saw it play out Um, and for the most part the way that I've seen it play out especially in the lives of believers is that they didn't really have to do anything apart from trusting God like things look dark things look like whatever but they just had to trust in God even um, Isaac no was it Isaac um Jacob, Jacob, who turned into Israel. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob, when he was traveling to Rachel's dad's house, um, Laban, and he lay down and he saw the ladder with the angels coming up and down. And God was like, I pro- like I'm going to do this for you. Um, all, all Jacob had to do was just do what was in front of him. He didn't have to bend, contour, or anything. So, yeah, I think sometimes we, and I do this a lot, I feel like I need to put in work to fulfill God's promises, to fulfill God's, like, plans and desires for me without recognising that, like, yo, he's God. Like, he is able to fulfill this without me helping him, quote-unquote. So, yeah, I, I see the two categories. I do see some biblical descriptions and guidelines with which we can use to interpret the interpret dreams but in terms of discerning which dreams are from God and aren't from God I don't think we 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 can sometimes place a lot of pressure on ourselves to be able to discern I don't think we should I believe that God will impress things on us and to allow things to resonate and to emphasize that this is a dream of significance because I'm sure that Joseph had other dreams but this one felt like it had significance And then he shared it. So I believe that God who impressed on our hearts significance and worth. And that's where what Peter was saying in terms of discernment kind of comes into it. Where it's not discerning like, oh, I had this dream that I was eating chocolate. What does that mean? What does the Bible refer to as chocolate, this and that? But maybe there could be something like that as well. I don't know. But it's the relevance of like, is, do I feel the spirit impressing this on my heart? All right, cool. Let me pray about it. And let me commit this to God's hands and let me be faithful to him knowing that he who gave me this dream will fulfill it. So I just need to remain faithful. Yeah. Mm. Have you guys ever had dreams interpreted and come to pass? Um, Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. So I had a dream. And I'm I'm going to share the dream. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a dream, yeah. And this this dream was mud. Um, So I... Before I got before I got um, started dating gems, I had this other girlfriend who was an absolute pagan. 
<laughs> absolute pagan. Like I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> but do you know what, yeah? One one guy that I know was talking about a previous relationship and he said she was belched from the pits of hell. Oh. And like I, f- I feel the weight of that. Um but that's peak when I said she was belched from the pits of hell. So yeah, um I had a dream. I was in Ghana at this time and I had a dream that I went to the airport and I took the plane and I um, came back to London. And when I got to London, um, this girl came and met me. And obviously I was excited. I was happy that like the girl was there. And then we went to like a knockoff subway within the airport. And when we got to the subway, I was trying to make a sandwich. I was trying to make a sandwich for me and her, but she weren't interested. And I was putting stuff into the sandwich, blah, 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 this and that. And then, like, the sandwich started disintegrating. And I was still trying to make the sandwich work. And then the guy behind the till was like, bro, you know the sandwich is falling apart, right? Like, why are you still putting in work? And I'm like, don't worry, fam. Like, we're going to make it work, innit? Like, put the lettuce on top. Um, And then two twos. The dream, like panned this was a mad cinematic dream it just panned to the sliding doors of the entrance to the to the airport and then this guy walked in and then when the guy walked in in the dream i was just like oh crap man obviously it wasn't it that wasn't the words i used but then i was like oh, what's he doing here man so i came i kept got out of the dream and like a while i'd I was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, that dream's talking about, yeah, we're going to make a sandwich, thing's going to be buff, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, like the relationship is going to be popping off. I come back to London. And you know the ones where it's like your phone's on, your phone's on flat mode, um, you, you, you land, everyone takes their phone off flat mode, checking how many messages they've missed, blah, 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 this and that. I take my phone off flat mode, this girl ain't sent my not one message in the whole time that I was in Ghana. I was like, rah, it's a bit mad. So I messaged her and I was just like, oh yeah, like boom, I just I just landed. How are you? Like, what are you saying? Bro, there was, there was no response. Absolutely none. And then, so I, I landed on, I think on a Friday evening and I had work on a Saturday morning. So I, I, I wasn't able to sleep. Um, just like jet lag and all of them things there. So I go to work and I'm like, just out of it. No, not even that. Before I got to work, before I got to work, this girl sends man one dead text, just trying to discard the whole relationship. (laughs) And so now, like, man's just out of it. I'm just like, bro, like, man's got jet lag. Man's just out of it. And just... Just what? So I go to work, obviously emotionally wrecked, everything. Um, but like I, I say all of that to say, in hindsight, I misinterpreted the dream. Mm. Obviously, the sandwich was our relationship, and I was the one putting in work. I was the one trying to make it work. She had no, absolutely no interest in it. And the brother that came through the door was another guy that came on the scene, and that was the case. Her parents had done some arranged marriage thing. She's Asian. Um, had done some arranged marriage things. She was just like, yeah, like, thing done. Like, and I was just like, raw. Like, how did I 
misinterpret what God has said to me by so much. Mm. Um, so I had a dream that came true, even though I misinterpreted it. Mm. And that's why I'm like, there's a real need to rely on God and to have that discernment to be like, if God gave me this dream, he will bring it to pass. I don't need to try to dissect it and understand it and blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. it's like we prophesy in part and we understand in part. Like, if I had understood it, I might have been able to like brace myself. Mm. But it still would have hit me. It still would have hit me same way. Yeah. It still would have hit me same way. And so, yeah, um, I believe dreams are real. I've had them. I've had multiple dreams, um, multiple warnings, multiple dreams, multiple like just things are going to happen. And they, they have. Um, and in all of it, I'm still learning that it's like, I don't need to help God out. My hands ain't big enough to help God out. All I need to do is just trust in him and just walk as he's calling me to walk and he will bring it to fruition. Mm. How about yourself, P.O. Robert? Um, I had a dream last night. <laughs> Who? Um, I don't know if enough time has come to pass with whoever it is from God or whether hormones were just violent. <laughs> One of them ones. I can take the dream if you want. Go for it. <laughs> So, I was with, um, I was with the babes. A babes are the babes. And where were we? Bro, in my, a babes or the babes? The babes. Okay. Yeah, so we were just chilling in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's on, the first mistake. <laughs> Let's be mature. So, we were chilling in my house. And then she started giving me head. Oh, and wow. Then, okay. I know, right? Who needs more when you have dreams, right? Bro, I thought that was going to be like a, a prelude, a warm up, a, nah, a plot nah, twist. Nah. Well, this is a plot twist. Something was being twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so we're doing that for a bit, and then I think I went to go and see if there was anyone in the house because I, I don't think I checked beforehand. <laughs> Man checks in hindsight. <laughs> and then I think my brother was in the bedroom, so I make sure I, I closed the door securely. Went back to the living room, and then I realized that the living room was like in a bit of a mess. So I was like, oh, let me let me like quickly tidy up before my mom comes home. So like I tidy up a bit, tidy up a bit. And then, but then my mom comes home. I'm like, oh no. I was hoping to, to, have, to, have, to have the babes out of here before my mom got home. But obviously it wasn't the case. And then I went to go and say hello to my mom. I said, oh, um, so-and-so is, is here. And she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so she goes to the living room. Um, sees it's a bit, a bit, bit of a mess, and then she asks me, um, oh, "Where's the key?" And I said, "What key?" And I said, "Fam, don't you know you're, you're supposed to present a key when she comes?" And she's like, "Go and get the key." So I went to go and get the key, having no idea what this key was. So I went and I brought the key, and then and then I had to go and bring like a bowl of sliced up apples as well. 
because apparently that was that was, that was tr- tr- um, tradition as well. And then the dream ended. Okay. So interpret it for me. Fam, man, just put one on a spot like that. Yeah, nah. Bro, you know what? We, we can do that outside of the furnace door. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I was I was gonna say um, one thing to be mindful of. Well, I, again, I'm not I'm not even trying to interpret your dream. But you know, like you said, <laughs> like you said, um, sugar alert. P ain't going nowhere near that. There can be uh, different um, causes for various dreams that we have, and I think sometimes it's worth, you know, especially with dreams regarding, um, you know, stuff of that nature, where there is an element, <clears throat> or there could be an element of lust. Or, dreams of that nature. You mean unfulfilled desire, <laughs> and um, I think uh, you know, like even um, biologically, if you haven't, um, what's the word? So, so it's a clean word to use. No, don't be clean. Be be truthful. Well, if your uh, if if your epididymis is full, it then work. it sends um, your nutsack. Thank you, thank you, Mel. <laughs> If it's full, then it starts sending hormones to the brain that then re- results in some of these dreams and allows for you to have like a, a wet dream or something, which is quite literally a biological response to the thing you being full and requiring release. <laughs> so, Peter's <laughs> Peter's scientific, you know. I'm struggling even to to try and keep it clean. Anyway, but yeah, so. I, I'd always, I'd always be mindful of that, especially with dreams that border along. You know, is it lust? Is it unfulfilled mm. desire or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I can guarantee it's not God saying, "Go and do that now." Yeah, facts. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> facts. Yeah. I, I almost see it as like, I almost see it as um. Nah, let's let's chop it up afterwards. Let's chop it up afterwards. I'll send voice notes and stuff afterwards. I'll send, I said, I'll send voice notes. Fam, God, there's there's elements to this though, and there's levels to this one. Um, oh, we'll, we'll send that voice notes. What um, have I done? Nah, nothing. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a warning. Mm. I think it's a warning. Um, I think I think it's like a warning, but also a um acknowledgement from your mom's part, and that's why it's like we will get into it later. Mm. Um. So yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Peter, do you want to share a dream? <laughs> um, I mean, where when I've had dreams, they've mostly been um about your wife. Oh, you're so cute, Peter. I, I didn't say all that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you're going to. You're going no, to. no, no. I was gonna, it's it's more so like a studying when, the when, word, planting churches, evangelizing the I, nations. I, I, I wish. I wish. No, it, it's being the rock. Being seeing what's going on in like the spiritual realms and stuff like that. Um, which mostly is just different forms of attacks and whatnot, you know. Um, or it's been God showing me where I'm at with myself. So one one dream that I had that was weird was um, <clears throat> I dreamt that, I can't remember what it was, I think I was in a van. Basically, it was <clears throat> these guys trying to kill me and um, I didn't I didn't fight back. I didn't feel the need to fight back even though I knew they were going to kill me. And it was God pointing out that I had lost my 
or that I had um, lost a sense of self-worth and a sense of what God has, um, why God has me here, you know, sort of thing. And so that those are sort of the dreams that I have. It's mostly God saying something about what I'm going through or where I'm at um, rather than anything else. I don't have like prophetic dreams so much. It's just insights into what's going on spiritually. Okay. Uh, maybe last question before we round up. Um, mm. How do you guys feel about like dream dictionaries? About what? Do you feel- Dream yeah, there's dream dictionaries. I don't, I don't like them personally. I feel they're too prescriptive. But then, based on what, what people what are saying, dream, before... what is a dream dictionary? So what? So like... what they tend to do is they tend to like scour through the entire Bible to get um, imagery and language as to what this thing means or what that thing means or what this thing means. Um, so it's almost okay. like a, a, it's almost like a dictionary for dreams. Mm. Um, based on the Bible, so it tend, it tries to. Um, if you dream about foxes, this is what it, this is what it has meant in the Bible. If you dream about this, this is what it has meant in the Bible. So it kind of gives you like a thesaurus mm. or something of different um, meanings and stuff based on biblical um, on the biblical narrative. Right. Okay. Um, and the reason I, I say it, it, it's almost like um, it's like a dictionary. Yeah, 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 no, 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 I see, I see what. No, I, see what you mean. I, I, no, I was about to explain why I think it's a bit too prescriptive. Um, it's like a dictionary in that, yes, if you're speaking formally, mm. then a dictionary is helpful. But if you're speaking colloquially, then a dictionary isn't. Mm. If that makes sense. Now I know yeah. that, as I said initially, like most of what God says should be rooted in um, His Word. But the way in which it's communicated is always going to be unique. Um, and mm. so it is helpful. But um, so I had a vision for someone and that person was a dragon. This was a dragon in the, the vision. person was a dragon in the vision. Nice. Um, now, obviously, if I had gone to the biblical interpretation, <laughs> I would have gone to Revelations. And mm. I would have been like, you, my dear, are a devil. Like, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only interpretation that I can get from the Bible. Mm. <clears throat> but Leia watches this um, cartoon on Netflix called Hello Ninja. And these kids, like, imagine themselves becoming ninjas. ninjas and their grandmother, when they become ninjas, their grandmother then turns into a wise dragon. Okay. And the wise dragon guides them through their journey. Mm. And um, as the wise dragon is guiding them through their journey, um, sometimes they ride on the back of this wise dragon. Now, obviously, it isn't rooted specifically in the Bible, but in that she is serving others, she's carrying them, she's serving women, she's like, she's like helping women through their journeys. That is biblical. Yeah. But the imagery was something that was like readily available in that. Leia was literally watching that right like two days before I had the vision. Right. And so God tugged on something that was very immediate mm. to be able to communicate this in a way yeah. that I wouldn't have been able to understand or communicate mm. with different language or different imagery. Yeah. And so that's okay. why I'm like, it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's like discernment of stuff comes in. It, it is helpful, but I yeah. still understand that it, it sometimes it can be a bit too prescriptive. Mm. Again, where that sort of context and and being you know being mindful of 
what God is saying about it comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mo, do you, do you do you think you have like a prophetic gift? Or like yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. I believe yeah. I do. Yeah. I believe. I, I, I agree. I actually agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, it's weird because it, it's. We'll talk about this after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Okay, let's What do you think about prophetic missionaries, oh. Robert? Um, I think that you shouldn't use them because it's it's kind of like almost like putting God in a box. Mm. In that you're saying that there's only one interpretation for a dream or like a, a, a set way a thing can be interpreted. Mm. When when like um God has been sure that he will work in whatever way he wants in like in like in the most randomness of ways mm. um so yeah just just didn't need to have importance of giving god space to be god and showing you things as and how he will amen i like that yeah. you know god give that little sunday morning you know so, so. <laughs> i ain't gonna have time for a minute no <laughs> all right let's round up guys let's round up um thank you for listening guys um if you have dreams let us know if you dream of me, don't let me know because I'll get in trouble. Please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hookups. Yeah. Shall I go first? Yes, Peter, you can. So I don't think I've hooked this one up before, but the hands down best live action anime adaptation. I don't care who you are, no arguing. Veroni Kenshin. Samurai X. There's a live adaptation. Dude. Dude. I thought you were about to say the Street Fighter one. Why? No. What, the Street Fighter series? or Yeah, the, the Street Fighter series on YouTube. Yeah, the one good. that the YouTube guys good. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey Ansa. Shout out to Joey Ansa. He, he is, it was actually really good. But no. No. But no. Ronnie Kenshin. Ronnie Kenshin... Tokyo Inferno, uh, Kyoto Inferno. Um, there's another two I forget. That's out now. Anyway, um, go check those out. You can get them. You can rent them, three ninety nine or something. On um, and and notice I said rent. I didn't say download because when it's good, give them their money. Uh, <laughs> you can where, get where, 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 what platform? I'm, anywhere I'm you can rent it anywhere. So I rented it on Google Play. Um, I think I had cred- I had credits from stuff I was doing. So, uh, yeah, um, Google Play videos. You can also get it on Amazon Prime, um, and any any video streaming service. Really, I think you'll be able to get it on. They're so good, and the new ones are coming out. I think they've been delayed by COVID, but mm. the the final two are coming. Out. It's just the best the best adaptation, the most innovative sword fights, and yeah, and no, it's, just, it's just dope. It's just dope. So we're only catching already dope. Already, you know, but yeah, this is just takes it to a different level, man. My thing is um, a course called um, the marriage course, and for those who aren't married or are about to get married, the pre-marriage course, um, both by HDB. Um, currently, the courses are free, I believe. Um, cu- both of them are free currently. Yes. Um, Lair's just asking me for my pick. She's playing the guitar. Um, mm. 
yes, they're both currently free. I think you just need to buy a journal to be able to journal um, your conversations and stuff that you've realized throughout the the weeks of the course. Um, so yeah, I'd highly recommend that to any couples, even if you feel like your relationship's in a good place, it's always worth investing into um, and it's free. Mm-hmm. It's like once a week for uh, the marriage course anyways, it's once a week for seven weeks. Um, all at HDB. If you go onto their website, scroll to the very bottom, you will see the um, the links to the marriage course. And yeah, everything's there. Very straightforward. And mm. if you haven't got any insight into HDB and stuff, they are the founders of the Alpha Course content. Um, so yeah, they've been they've been doing this for a minute. Very nice. Uh, my hookup is a wrestling match. Um, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Um, Io Shirai is is universally acclaimed as the best women's wrestler in the whole entire world for good wow. reason. She's amazing. And this is um, her first match after she turned heel, which is like when a wrestler goes from being a good guy to a bad guy. And it was a very sick match and it got released by WWE like sometime this week. So you can watch it for free from, from their, their YouTube channel. It's a great match. Oh, Io Shirai, Genius of the Skies. To Josie Judas. She's great. It was a great match. Is, is there Judas in her name? No, like one of her nicknames is, is, is the Joshi Judas. Because she's Japanese, so you have to add Joshi in there. <laughs> Alright. But yeah. Um, cool. Shout out to Rude for the intro outro music. Shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Find us on Twitter at TheFrenchUK. You can email us at tbsfriends.com. You can find us at, on Instagram, TBS Furnace. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash slash furnace apostrophe on all good podcast websites and apps, including iTunes, Spotify, them things there. Perhaps it's first driven apostrophe. And yeah. That's it. Sweet. Cool. Then I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blackout. Hadouken. Okay.